When I was uh, at MSU, I, I worked with uh, Coach D'Antonio uh, on the football team. We, I prayed with him, talked to the guys, did communion services, the whole thing. And uh, he's a very devout Catholic. Um, so one of the things he always wanted was before the game, we prayed together. And we were playing at Ford Field one time. And uh, we left the locker room, and he was in a bit of a hurry, and he was like, oh, we, we got to pray. Uh, but I need to keep moving. So we're talking and praying and walking. And it's a dark, fairly empty corridor. And I don't know how well I remember it, but here's what it felt like. 300 photographers appeared out of nowhere and started taking pictures, right? They jumped out, blocked it, and they're, they're taking all these. And I turned to him, honest to God, I says, I'm so sorry, Mark. This happens to me everywhere. Uh, <laughs> I made him belly laugh, which is not a small feat. Uh, when uh, John sends his question to Jesus, uh, there is a question of identity here. Yeah? John's almost scared, I think. I mean, I'm guessing. But here he is in prison, um, alienated from his religion, from his people, from his followers. He's thrown in prison, and he's going to die. And he sends someone to Jesus with kind of, if you'll excuse the, you're the guy, right? I was right about you, right? Because John kind of pushed all his chips in the center of the table at this point. His very life is going to end for going, that's the guy. And sitting in prison, a good question, you are the guy. It's tough when you read last week's gospel and you see what John expected the Messiah to be. Um, like many people, well, honestly, I think everybody but Jesus, they were pretty sure this was the guy who was going to politically liberate them. This guy was going to drive the Romans out. We will no longer be under foreign occupation. Remember the things John said? He's got his winnowing fan. He's going to crush. He used the words crush. He used the words burn. And Jesus didn't appear to be doing any of that. And so John, in prison, sends somebody, are you him? Was I right about you? Father Lay and I talked about this a long time about how often we've asked Jesus, right, for good stuff. Jesus, heal this child that we're praying over. Yeah? Jesus, heal this mom. Heal this dad. Help, help this person to find a job. They want to work, Lord. And I don't know often what to do with my disappointment. I can intellectually acknowledge I'm not in charge of this relationship, and that's a good thing, right? In my relationship with Jesus, I'm not in charge. You do not want me in charge. I mean, do you remember? Did I say the Lord be with you? You know, it was like five seconds before, right? I do get that part. I don't want to be in charge of Jesus, and I don't want to reduce him to a computer or to magic. If I do A, God does B. But there are times I don't know what to do about my heartbreak. Except in my heart, 
Jesus, you're the guy, right? You are who I think you are, right? I've stood right there, knelt right there. We're right about you. And the reason I feel free to do that is because Jesus didn't say, ask John what his problem is. What a dumb question. You lack faith, John. Jesus gets who he is in that it freaks us out on some level. That we who are obsessed with our bodies being healed, we who are obsessed with our political condition, have a God who's more concerned with our souls, whose primary obsession is, I'm going to get you home. If it, I don't know, kills me. Jesus does what we ask sometimes, and oh yay. Uh, But for you and I, it's important that we deal with our disappointment with candor and with faith. That we take our doubts and our worries and our sorrow to the Lord and bring that to him. He can deal with it. And it's only when we're honest with the Lord where, we are, where he is able to come in and do work. God will not act without our permission to heal us. And it's only by acknowledging that, God, I'm so broken that you appear to be the broken one. Heal that in me. Because you're right. You're right about love and about truth and about joy and about healing. I, I remember distinctly Standing when, when we were burying my mom. And I remember standing there and I had this fear in my heart. Well, here's where the rubber hits the road, Joe. Yeah? There's no room to hide here. Do you believe? And it was the greatest relief of my life when I was like, Lord, this stinks and I trust you. I, I don't like this, but I trust you. And I can't believe I trust you the only way we can deal with our questions about why God doesn't or why God does, I don't know, is to just tell him because he knows anyway. But only in the telling him can he move in our hearts. It is okay to be disappointed. We don't get it. We don't have the whole game plan. Jesus' response then is a pretty powerful one to me. Because John's question is, uh, are you who we're looking for? And Jesus' answer is pretty potent, right? And it's basically this. I don't know. Am I who you're looking for? Here's who I am. Here's what I do. It all comes down to what we want. And I know, I think I say this a lot. If I don't, I should. Whoever has what we want has all the power over us they'll ever need. Whoever has what we crave controls us. And Jesus' answer to John is, well, here's what I do. Am I who you want? Am I who you're looking for? This is an embarrassing, uh, but I think relatable reality. If you were to get in my truck, don't do it, it's a mess. In the visor above, uh, what do you call the thing, where I drive, I don't know, sun visor, right? I have a little uh, lottery ticket, yeah? Because you know that it'd solve a lot of problems, don't you? Yeah? And I never look, I think I've had that thing a month, 
And I never remember to look. I always think of it, I don't know, when I'm sitting there. Uh, and I can't exactly, hold on, folks, I need to check, see if I won lottery. I'm fairly sure I didn't. I would love that. If I won it, I'd love it. Man, we'd have free tuition at the school, heck, at every school in our diocese. I don't need any money. But I would love the good it can do. And I fear some days that I want that more than I want holiness. Wouldn't that be a wreck? Jesus answered to me when I say, you're who I'm looking for, right? Is, I don't know. Here's what I'd do. Is that what you're looking for? And if the answer is no, then I'm broken. And he needs to heal that. Jesus needs to have the only things I truly want or I won't follow him. I'll find something easier. In this Advent season, I think it's really important this week for us to keep asking, does Jesus have what I'm looking for? Or does he have some nice extras? Does he have some nice extra things? Say, yeah, it'd be, be great to have that, Lord. But does he have what we're looking for? Are we looking for someone who will help us to be the absolute best human we can be? Are we looking for someone who will tell us the truth about ourselves no matter what? Are we looking for someone who, well, as, as Jesus says it, right? Are you looking for someone who is a reed swayed in the wind? Are we looking for a God who will just keep changing his mind so that we fit in with the culture? Are we looking for a Jesus who will say, yeah, that's fine, right? I, I, are we looking for a reed swayed in the wind? Are we looking for, in Jesus' word, someone dressed in fine clothing? Someone living in a palace? Is that what we're looking for? If so, he's not our guy. If we are about power, if we are about wealth, if we are about a reed swaying in the wind, no, he's not who we're looking for. So it's this week, as we wait to celebrate a God who was born in darkness, in a stable, during a census, in the chaos and terror of that age, then yes, Jesus has what we're looking for. If we would rather celebrate the birth of a God who was born in a palace and who will give us whatever we want and change with the times, nah, he's not our God. We need to get a new one. These are tough questions, but they're ones that are here to save us. So we can deal. We can ask God. It doesn't hurt his feelings. Why didn't you do what I wanted? It's a good thing, Lord. We can ask him those things. And ultimately, he's going to answer us in a very clear way. I don't know if I'm who you're looking for. What do you want? If we want to grow in what love really is, if we want to grow in sacrifice, if we want to grow in holiness and in true wisdom, yeah, he's our God. He's who we're looking for. And if our answer is anything else, then we need to pray and repent. Because whatever we think we're looking for, He's the only one who has what we actually need.
So in this Advent season, let's ask God our question. Let's let him ask us his question. And then trust that he who loves us will get us home if we let him. Amen.